That's a good question. I don't know if it's big in America. I'm I'm not around too many. Uh, oh yeah, I figure skate. You know, so that's maybe so maybe in other places. To, compared to the UK, it's much bigger in the states. So I did like, not know I, that. That's funny. I probably know more about how it works in the states than you do. <laughs> you probably. <laughs> probably. It's just true, man. That's crazy. But where where would you come here to practice figure skating? Which is kind of a stupid question. I feel like I should know the answer to that, but I don't. Places I that are very cold, I guess. Like, <laughs> like there's so many rinks in. I know for definite in Canada. Okay. I can't remember, what it is, but one of their cities has as many ice rinks as the entire, like, as there are in England. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes there's, sense. There's not many in England at all. I can yeah. probably name all of the ice rinks that are in England like <laughs> on one hand. Well, where do you where do you live in uh, England? Where's your where's your hometown? So, I live just north of London, okay. um, but I'm currently at university in Cambridge, if you know where that is. I know I know Cambridge and I actually I interviewed um another Instagram influencer. She's from God, I'm trying to think. I think she said Buck- Buckinghamshire. I think is where she's from. Yeah. That's so cool. And when did you um when did you go from figure skating into what you're doing now? What what led you to this point? So, I moved because of where I live. I went to maybe two or three different ice rinks. Okay. And the last one that I was training at, they had a very much like more push on sort of the off ice conditioning as well as just like training on ice. Sure. So they start like they would sort of like be like right uh we're going to go to into the gym today and we're going to do gym workouts mm-hmm. and sort of work on strength and work on sort of like it was mostly focusing on like lower body endurance and strength so that of you course. can kind of like push yourself up into the jumps sure um so i started going to the gym for that and then because it was easier for me to go to the gym and do sort of like the gym workouts from home i'd do them at my home gym yeah so one that was like a little bit closer to me so then i started going there and i just sort of slowly started skating less and going to the gym more and suddenly i found myself going to the gym five to six times a week and not really skating at all anymore man and you're are you big into weight training or are you kind of more about cardio or are you just like you're doing both essentially so when i started um it was really strange like the whole kind of thing around figure skating was that you had to be strong mm-hmm. enough to be able to like jump, but you also had to be quite tiny and small sure. because in order to throw yourself high enough to get enough like spins in the eight, they wanted you to be small. So there was this sort of like weird cross between all the girls just wanted to be small. Yeah. So we'd all sit there and we'd do cardio and we'd go on the running and we'd just like run for miles. And then we'd God. go and do like a, really lightweight squats and stuff like that just building up sort of muscular endurance sure so when i first started going to the gym i very much sort of had like this twisted like right i'm gonna be skinny i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna get really like thin and yeah that that body image thing yeah yeah exactly yeah i did what most girls do and you go to the gym and you sit there and you just do cardio and cardio and cardio and try and like be the skinniest smallest version of you sure um and it took quite a while to sort of get out of that headspace yeah and move towards actually you know what i want to be strong Mm. and i want to empower myself more and take care of myself not just be thin yeah 
And do you, does your clientele mostly consist of uh, women who are looking for the same thing, kind of trying to figure out how to build better muscle or a better body image of themselves? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think so. My Instagram kind of grew over the first lockdown. So when we all started yeah. having loads of free time and everyone was training from home. And I think it was really my home workouts that kind of got me a lot of attention. And people were just looking for something to do. And I yeah. think suddenly people had so much time to focus on their health and their fitness, which up until that point had been something that people just didn't really have the time to do. Definitely. So, yeah, I've definitely noticed like a lot of my following and sort of the people that engage with my content the most, it's women who want to exercise, who want to work out, but don't really know where to start. Well, you guys, uh, aren't you guys still locked down in the UK? Into, uh, uh, yeah, so we're we're in our third lockdown now. Oh, God. No, that's t- yeah. But, you know, it's funny, it, It's but it helps your business. I mean, it's weird to say, yeah, but it, yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> so, oddly enough, you know. Because you, because I guess that's why you shot up is because all these people in your area didn't know what to do. Like you said, they were looking for home workouts, ways to keep exercising. So you provided help. Yeah, you provided value. That's so cool. And can you, can you answer this for me? I ask everybody this, especially with like women's fitness, you know, the idea of quote unquote bulking up is something that. I guess, scares certain people, especially if they want to lose weight. They don't want to bulk up with resistance training. Are you somebody that enjoy or tries to push the message that you're not going to bulk up if you lift weights? Is that kind of part of your training aspect? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's been so many misconceptions that have been pushed onto women Mm -hmm. and girls who want to start training, Mm -hmm. and it becomes very, very difficult. And I found it when I first started, it becomes really, really difficult to separate those. The, those norms. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. And like separate them from what the actual truth is. And sure. I think people are very, very quick to be like, you won't bulk up if you lift weights. But technically, that's not really true. You can bulk up if you lift weights. Yes. And lifting weights is a really, really good way to bulk up. Yeah. If that's your goal. But you have to train in a specific way to do that. Uh, you can't I like just, that. You, put, you, you can't just go into a gym and start lifting weights and, you know, you're instantly going to start bulking up and look <laughs> really massive. True. I've been training for three years and, like, lifting heavy weights for probably two of those years. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that I look anywhere near bulky. But you but have... My definition of bulky is different to other people's. So yeah. It's, it's really subjective. Like, it's a really difficult sort of sentence to to classify yeah and and it's but i like but i like what you said though that you know for you it doesn't show up as just bulk it shows up as pleasing muscle and uh cut you know it looks good you know depending on what you do and and if you've been heavy lifting for a couple years you know what it brings about or the the good kind of bulking up that it can bring you know so yeah, what what is your what's your diet like right now? Like, what personally do you do from a diet perspective? So up until recently, I've literally kind of followed the intuitive eating, just sort of trying to. Everybody likes intuitive eating, eat and I love it too. Yeah, man, that's the new diet. Um, that's the way. Yeah, um, but recently I've noticed since I moved back to uni, um, 
I get very caught up in what I'm doing in a day mm -hmm. and I am under eating massively, like really, really massively. Interesting. So I've just recently started macro tracking again. Okay. Because for me, it's a really good way of sort of making myself aware of what I'm eating and helping me, I don't know, pay attention more to what I'm sort of putting in my body. Sure. Rather than just sort of letting myself eat when I'm hungry. Well, quite often now I'm just distracting myself to the point that I forget that I'm actually hungry. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I'm kind of stripping it right back to the basics and getting a little bit more of an understanding of like what I'm putting in, like portion sizes, mm -hmm. what that actually contains macro wise. Um, so for me, that's something that's really works well for me now and again, just taking a few weeks of tracking to sort of get myself back on track. And it's not something that I could do like long term. Sure. <laughs> I just get too frustrated. But, sure. And, yeah. But but you're in a place that you can do that because you're an experienced lifter. You've been doing it for a while and you're doing something that I think most people need to do anyway is, you know, you start with the intuitive eating, but then once you get used to that and you see your body changing with intuitive eating, then you can work your way into the macro tracking, doing the more complicated stuff. Because that's... I think people think they need to start with the macro counting, but no, start with the intuitive eating, start with the, the easier lifestyle building diet, and then you can move into what you're doing with the macro counting. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I genuinely do think that, and this is a bit controversial, but I think macro tracking is massively overrated. I agree. And by that, by that, I just mean like, I just think, there's so much pressure on people that that's the only way that you can do it. I agree. And for so many people, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's such a good way to gain understanding of food. And I don't think enough people have like a solid understanding of like food and like how much protein you should be eating and what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, you need to be having like, what is it like 0.1.7 of a Point seven, point eight, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, yeah something, something like, that. like that. It's very easy to say that. It's very easy to kind of be like, oh, okay, I need to have 170 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. But if you ask someone, what does that actually look like? The likelihood is they're not going to know. Yeah. So I think I think macro tracking is really, really great to educate people on like what food looks like. And I recently found a really, really good macro tracking calculator, like where you put in all your data and it sort of advises you on how many grams of each macro you should be having. And it broke it down into, it gave you the grams. Mm -hmm. So it gave you like 100 and whatever grams of protein. But it then also said that this would be three fist sized pieces of chicken. Oh, see, I like that. So it gives you like real world yeah. measurements. Yeah. It gave so so that you could actually track your macros without weighing out your food, and oh, without perfect. having to try and hit a gram. You could roughly track based on okay, I'm going to eat this much, mm -hmm. like a handful of this, a handful of that. Yeah, and and that's I mean, shoot, that's what I've always struggled with too. Is because when you go down the path of macro counting, you're exactly right. You think that the measurements have to be on a scale; they have to be, you know, in in cups or ounces or whatever and it and it causes people to stray away from that because that's immediately kind of where their head goes it's like oh man i don't want to be doing that with my macro counting what app is it that you're using um so i'm i use my fitness pal to uh, track okay. everything okay uh, it's a great one recently, 
yeah, they've recently added on a, um, oh, I've forgotten the word. They've added on like a feature on there, um, yeah. so that you can you can scan your meal rather than scanning like the barcodes. What? Yeah. No they're, way. They're, they're testing it out at the minute, so I don't know whether every single app's got it. But when I re-downloaded it to start map tracking recently, it came up and said, "Oh, we've got this new feature. Try it out." And you just you like scan your meal. It's not massively accurate because okay. I scanned something and it, it said that I was eating something that I wasn't eating. I was <laughs> and you're like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they still got some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. But the general idea, I think, is really good. Like, you can scan food. Sure. And I guess it would probably work better if you scanned everything individually and then sort of put it all on one plate. I guess so. That I guess that's the the ultimate idea. But man, that idea is revolutionary. Yeah, if they so can if they can yeah. work that out. Yeah. So it guesses sort of how much you're eating. So rather than weighing all your food out, yeah, trying to work out how much how many grams you're actually eating. You don't have to worry about the numbers. All you've got to do is just hold your camera in front of your meal and it works it all out for you. Oh, God, that blows my mind. Man, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool because I've never heard of that. Like, it, it's it's about time somebody comes out with that feature because, you know, after a while, yeah. I, I tried my fitness pal and I got, I, I became impatient because I'm sitting here like, oh, I have to log in all my foods and type in the, the, amount and it just it drove me nuts i i find it really a really difficult yeah if you don't eat boring and by that i mean like if you're sort of like the typical bodybuilder mm -hmm. and you're sort of having chicken rice broccoli every day yeah the usual that that's very very easy mm -hmm. to weigh and put in but if you're like eating sort of not more extravagantly but just like eating different foods yeah different food every single day that's when i think it gets a bit difficult because you've got to put like so much in individually for it to work properly because if you're not tracking everything sure then, then you're missing sort of quite a lot of it but yeah yeah and you're just and the and the funny thing too when you're eating different foods the measurements kind of change a little bit so maybe a, a fistful of chicken is going to be different from like a fistful of tilapia or fish or something. So I don't know. But, you know, are you doing the bodybuilder diet right now? Is yours kind of strict or are you mixing it up with your food choices? Uh, no, I, I honestly, I could not go back to the chicken. Oh, and rice I, I hear you. I hear you. Rice. So I it, just, I, it's awful. I've, I've kind of got, I've grown up in a household where we're very much like we'll have a different dinner every day of the week kind of thing. That's a great we household. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad's an ex-professional chef, so he like trained and like went to culinary school and what? all that. So he, yeah. Wow. So he's very passionate about food, and I've got Italian family, and they're all very passionate about food. Like, if we sat down and had the same thing every single day, I, would... I think most of the family would just go nuts. I was about to say it'd be blasphemy. It would be like a bad thing. It yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. I was around an Italian family and, and the amount of hospitality and, and I don't know, joy they bring to just eating food is pretty intense. Like I've been around it. It's yeah. amazing. So it's, it's, it's kind of like here in Louisiana where you're expected to like share big meals with people, you know? So, yeah, exactly. yeah. well, that's, that's pretty cool. Do you, do you, when you start training somebody, do you just tell them to kind of go down the intuitive eating lifestyle or are you... You try to make them something brand new and something crazy that only works for them. 
And so I'm not actually a trainer. Okay. I'm I'm qualified, but I don't do it. Yeah. Um, Because I, I don't know. It's weird for me. I feel like I haven't been into the whole fitness thing Mm -hmm. long enough. And I don't feel like I've got enough experience. And whether or not that's sort of imposter syndrome, me just like talking myself down. I feel like it is because you you know your stuff. Like the way you're talking right now, I'll just tell you, I've talked to big time trainers who've been doing it for years and they're saying the same exact things you are. So I don't think you should talk yourself down because you really are saying things that a lot of people don't consider and a lot of people don't think about when they start fitness. So no, I think you know a crap ton. So no problem. No, I'm serious because I've been talking to people and this is... The whole intuitive eating thing is kind of lost nowadays. It's it's the most reasonable way to do anything in fitness, but man, like with with so many, with like keto and intermittent fasting, it's lost its its pedigree. So yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that it is just imposter syndrome, but I just feel like I mean I'm still young. I've literally just turned twenty. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like I need to rush into starting like a big time. <laughs> coaching business and I just wouldn't feel comfortable like I advise my friends and mm-hmm. I'll like give them sort of like tips and tricks like I do share on my Instagram sure but I I don't know I just I'm not quite at the at taking on actual paying clients yeah no I understand but but you do kind of already have a business because I was watching part of your YouTube channel I like the content you have on there and then um you. aren't you sponsored too you're sponsored by uh my protein yeah, so okay. I I work with My Protein and Women's Best. That's incredible. Yeah, and and I yeah. looked I, I I know a little bit about My Protein. Is it is My Protein based around personalized supplements? Is that their their market? Um or am I just wrong? Because I, <laughs> I might be wrong. I I think no, I think My Protein is kind of based around being the one-stop shop for everyone. I like that. So they don't really sort of like do the like personalized individual stuff that they have everything. Yeah. If there is a form of protein supplement flavor, it's going to be on my protein. That's good. They they haven't left any stone unturned. So if you wanted to buy something, Mm -hmm. you, you know that you'd be able to find it on their website. And I think that's what they've really, really like got nailed down. Sure. And they, they keep everything super, super simple. Their packaging is simple. Like everything about it is really, really like just simple, straight to the point. Yeah. And that's Here needed nowadays because, you know, supplements get too caught up with the packaging or all the fillers yeah. and everything. So it's nice to see some company do it the pure way, like the the yeah. reasonable way, you know. What's your yeah. what's your favorite supplement from them? What's your What's your stack look like? So you... I mainly work with uh, my protein on their clothes. Okay. Um, and I get all of my supplements from Women's Best. Sure. Um, but I sort of, I do BCAs, okay. creatine. That's my like intra work, during workout thing. Uh, can you, and then I'll have. Can you tell me about um, your creatine? Because I'm, I'm sorry, you when you mentioned creatine, a lot of, a lot of people kind of stray away from creatine. Why do you use it? What's your reason so behind creatine, it? Creatine is actually the most researched and the most evidence-backed up supplement that yes. is out there. Yes. 
and I think it's lost on so many people that this actually is a real thing and I think I studied PE at mm-hmm. school so it was very much focused on sort of like anatomy and like how the body works mm-hmm. and we studied um you have an energy system in your body called the PCP system I think it's called yes yeah or for- phosphocreatine phosphocreatine and yeah. that is essentially what crea- it, it's creating. It's mm-hmm. where breaking down creatine produces energy. Yeah. So I have literally studied the system that shows us that breaking down creatine is where we get our energy from. And it's what helps us to do muscular contractions. It's yeah. what makes our muscles contract. So for me, creatine is like a no-brainer supplement because it... I I know too much about it. Yeah. I know how beneficial it is and there's been so much research on it. It's, it's one of those supplements that you struggle to say, yeah, but does it really work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at, look at all these papers that have done the research. Have it's done true. The studies. It's true. It's so true. And, and also it, it really does like what you said, it works on the short energy systems. It's, it's what allows you to do maybe more reps in a set during your workout. So yeah, it's, it's very much a real thing. And I, I think, especially in women's fitness, though, I guess, do you get any kind of water retention from the creatine, or is that not something you really worry about as far as using it? I, I personally don't really worry about it okay. because I, I think you like you have to remember that if you're getting water retention, mm-hmm. it is most likely that that water retention is going to be within your muscles because yeah. that's where the creatine is working. And if you're holding more water in your muscles, your muscles just end up looking fuller. That's a that I love the way you said that. That's perfect. People that's that's exactly what people need to hear right there. That's great. Yeah. And I think I think people just hear the word water retention, they instantly go, Oh my god, I'm gonna look fat. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No. (laughs) Your muscles are gonna hold more water. If anything, you're going to look stronger. Your muscles are just gonna look bigger. Wow. Man, you're blowing my mind right now. Nobody's, it's, it's, but yeah, this is, this is what I've learned. This is what I've been told by supplement professionals. It's the water retention. It's like what you said, it's in the muscles. You know, the, the creatine works to simply give you more energy during your set. And do you mix that with your BCAAs generally? Cause you mentioned you use that as well. Yeah. So I'll have BCAAs and creatine mm-hmm. while I work out. Um, and then I'll have a protein shake afterwards. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And do you feel like, um, are you somebody who eats before you go to the gym or do you just kind of go to the gym on an empty stomach? Oh no, I eat before. I go to the gym probably normally like when our gyms are open, they're all shut at the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably like aim to be getting there by like half or five ish in the afternoon. Okay. For the pure reason that that means I'll have had breakfast. First, sure. I had lunch and then I'll have some sort of afternoon snack meal before I go to the gym and then I'll come home and I'll have dinner mm-hmm. and for me that works perfectly because I've got enough food in me to work out and I know that I'm coming home to another meal to fill me up afterwards I completely agree with that I I, I love the way you put that because it, most people think that doing it on an empty stomach is the way to go and what I've been seeing in my research and from what you're telling me right now that really it's about the fuel before your workout that makes all the difference. And it's true because it's been shown to be the key factor that most people are missing is you need to fuel your workout. Like it makes sense to eat before. So I like I like the way you place the workout. It's you've already eaten a lot of calories. You know that when you work out, you're going to feel 
more energized, not hangry, you know, and then you eat dinner afterwards. So, right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what are you doing right now for, for working out? Because I know you're at home, so you gotta you probably have a home workout routine. Yeah, so I've got some small dumbbells, okay. um, like teeny tiny amount of weight, but it's fine. <laughs> it's okay, no judgment. <laughs> and I'm kind of, what I'm focusing on is sort of doing like two to three sessions a week based around like using as much of that weight as possible. Okay. Um, and kind of trying to train like I normally do. Um, and then I'm adding in sort of like two full body hit body weight style workouts yeah um just because i find those kind of short sharp workouts are good on days where i just don't feel like working out where i don't feel like sort of spending like 40 minutes to an hour yes. doing a workout i'll do like 20 minute full body hit style stuff which is also really good for like cardiovascular health which mm -hmm. i have never paid enough attention to before this year <laughs> it, it, and for especially for what we're going through now with with covid and everything i think people are getting a bit a bigger chance at doing the cardio stuff because they're at home so you kind of you kind of have no choice but to turn everything into like a hit session you know cuz exactly. yeah so but i think it's great i think people are using it to lose weight and to make progress that they weren't really seeing in the gym. But man, I i hate home workouts. I'm not a huge fan cuz i i need to be in like an environment where people are lifting weights and you know you're hearing grunting and all kinds of stuff so i don't know is it driving you yeah is it so it's probably dri driving you crazy a little bit right now that you're at home and you're like all right another home workout here we go yeah i think it was fine for the first lockdown mm -hmm. because it was so new and it was so different and we mm -hmm. were all sort of like oh this is so weird yeah time off and when we when we first went into the lockdown mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be for very long like it was just irritating but it was fine and then we had a second mini lockdown which was literally for a month in Ugh. november Ugh. and they shut the gyms again and i remember that one i was like are you like really yeah you're like really? are you kidding me yeah <laughs> like again we were just getting back into the swinging things mm -hmm. and that was but that was only four weeks and that actually did end after four weeks and then the gym <laughs> it actually ended <laughs> yeah it actually did end. yeah oh my god yeah yeah and then we had like December back in the gyms mm -hmm. and that was when our and in England they started doing um localized lockdowns so they were okay. slowly putting more and more places in lockdown I don't really know how it worked over in the states localized. but obviously England is tiny so sure normally it's kind of the whole country goes into lockdown or the whole country isn't but around Christmas, they were trying to not have to go into another lockdown. Mm -hmm. So they were doing it very, very slowly and very, very progressively. And where I live went into a lockdown literally a few days before Christmas, like maybe three days before Christmas. And our gyms closed. And then we were sort of all hoping that they'd open New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. That That's when they were going to like review. Sure. And then on the 30th of December, they put the entire country into lockdown and closed everywhere and they didn't give like a date that it was going to stop but it's been announced that schools aren't going to reopen until the 8th of march oh god so it's very very likely that gyms aren't going to open until 8th of march or later can you so guys still are you guys still allowed to go out to restaurants and everything or is or is everything shut oh, down no, no, no. We're, we're in a full like national lockdown now so 
non-essential shops are shut so like clothing shops they're all shut restaurants are shut pubs are shut uh the only places that are allowed to do takeaway i think are like takeaway food and takeaway coffee mm-hmm. um you can't like go and get like a takeaway drink from the pubs or the bars or anything anymore oh my god uh, well the the pubs would make me mad if the pubs were closed and, and i remember when bars closed over here that that was my big problem i was like i'm sorry you took away the only thing that keeps us <laughs> keeps us happy yeah. what the hell so but yeah i mean that's 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 the problem well man i'm I'm so sorry to hear about that. It's kind of, we're opened up over here, but it's it's still, I don't know, to a certain extent, everybody's still got to comply and there's compliance and that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Like here we're full lockdown. Like you're not supposed to leave your house for any other reason than your one daily exercise uh-huh. um, and essential shopping. Um, but it's that, it's that weird sense of, I keep flicking between, oh my God, we're back at square one like today when I saw that schools weren't going to reopen until March. Yeah. And then I flipped to the other end of the spectrum and like we've got vaccines rolling out across the country. Like we've mm-hmm. got, I don't know how many people it is now. I think like five or six million have yeah. been vaccinated. Yeah, it's, it's, it's being rolled out. So hopefully that'll, that'll allow things to reopen. And, you know, if, if that, if that yeah. goes through. So, but I mean, at the same time you are, I mean, you have a, you have a business going. So you kind of you kind of fell into the whole uh, entrepreneurial aspect with your YouTube channel and your Instagram. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's so cool. I, that's so I, cool. I'll always be sort of thankful in a weird way for the lockdown. Sure. Because without that, I wouldn't be where I am now at all. Like, I would not be in this place. Yeah. I wouldn't have my Instagram. I wouldn't have my YouTube. I wouldn't have come to uni. Like. Yeah. I came. I came to uni after my social started blowing up and i kind of realized you know what actually i've got a business here i've got something that i can do yeah so i was like right i'm gonna go and learn more about business so i'm doing a business and marketing degree good for you man that's that's amazing and where do you want to go with it like since you're already since you've already got this you know influencer training business going on with sponsors and everything do you want to eventually go into more like the one-on-one personal training like you were talking about I'm not sure. Um, Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, like until a couple of weeks ago, my plan was that I wanted to like sort of go down that whole route, like have my own app, like really sort of like change up the whole way that the fitness, like that people approach fitness, because I think there's some serious big flaws in the way that people approach fitness. I agree. And so my whole sort of thing was, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And then I sort of, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, you know what, the fitness industry market right now is probably one of the most oversaturated markets out there. I totally agree. I, I am I am with you on that. And it's in like becoming a one-on-one personal trainer. It, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad by any means. The people who are doing it, who are very successful in it, have have a very real understanding of what people should expect from personal training. But to your point, like I tried it and I got to tell you, I think it's just people are looking for something different now. People are looking for, you know, the, the information you're sharing, this this very simplistic approach to fitness that doesn't scare anybody, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. And I was so sort of adamant that what I was going to do was carry on building my socials and I'm like, 
branch out and offer training and do things like that Mm -hmm. but I've just kind of got to the point where I'm kind of like you know what I love fitness and Mm -hmm. I love going to the gym and I love sharing it all online yeah but will making it my full-time job will making my career out of this take away that love yeah and there's other things that I'm passionate about and like I'm studying this degree and I'm thinking you know what I really really find this stuff interesting Mm -hmm. I could very very easily go into this kind of business and maybe one day start my own business within business and marketing like I've got enough social media experience you do do you do Um, but I'm not sure that fitness the the working within the fitness industry properly Mm full-time making it my full career will be where I go yeah well man do do a podcast (laughs) do (laughs) interview cool people who talk about personal training that's there you go that's that's where I decided I was gonna go but to your point though it's you like the marketing aspect. You know that your your understanding of fitness comes from knowing how to put yourself out there and knowing how to attract a following. And I think I think that is lost, especially like what you said, you know, fitness is so oversaturated. So it's so hard for anybody to make a splash in the fitness industry. And I think, you know, your knowledge could help them because that was my big problem, learning how to do that, you know.